Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Tom Curran's Patriots Talk podcast. We got a great one for you today. There is no senator today, Phil Perry, on holiday, but we're going to bring in Dion Branch to talk a little bit about the evolution of the Patriots offense in 2021 and why missing out on Julio Jones isn't worth crying in your beer over. Also, what will the learning curve be like? Dion remembers it. Dion details it. Finally, Dion and Ted Johnson join to talk about their differing views on who might be and should be the starter at quarterback in 2021. All that and more on Tom Curran's Patriots Talk podcast. All right, thanks so much for joining us. I love it hot. You like it hot? I like it sticky, real sticky. Been out there. I've been active. Earlier this week, we had Camp Curran was open down here on Long Pond in Freetown, Massachusetts. The Skull Crusher, John Henry, was here. We had Phil Perry here. We had their uh, families were both along, son and daughter on both sides. Their significant others joined. We had a whale of a time ripping skis. We were on paddle boards. We were on the pontoon. We're going to have an open house for everybody who listens to this podcast at some time in August. I don't know if that's true or not, but be that as it may, we're in a quieter time. So we're going to talk right now about Julio Jones, the one that kind of got away. I look at the Julio Jones situation like this. The reason he's a Tennessee Titan is the Titans were willing, willing to pay full freight. Would the Patriots have been in on him? Absolutely. Talk to people who said that, yeah, they would certainly be interested in hiring Julio Jones. Would they be? If he stayed at 15.3 million? Mm, that's when I started to hear some hedging. There was no hedging from Tennessee. And if there was, they got over it because they swallowed the 15.3. So while you want to perhaps kick rocks about the fact that one of the top five receivers in the league isn't a Patriot, and you say, but they had the money to do it. You have to also understand that their reluctance or reticence to do it, the Patriots, was probably a value-based decision that took into account how much money they had spent out already offensively on pass catchers this offseason. Tennessee, on the other hand, has taken nothing but hits on their team in this free agent period. John U. Smith being really exhibit A. He's now a Patriot. So they have the opportunity to recoup and undo a little bit of the damage that they experienced through free agency by paying full freight. Atlanta doesn't care necessarily whether it goes to Tennessee or New England or the Jets. They don't want them in the conference. Get them out of, get them out of the NFC. So once Tennessee was good to go, they were good to go. Did the Patriots make a mistake despite having the room by not going and getting Julio Jones? You can make that case very easily either way. Phil Perry's done a great job making the case for why Julio Jones 
made perfect sense for the Patriots. Yeah, he made sense. You're not spending a lot. This is the most persuasive to me. You're not spending a lot of quarterback. So why not max out in another position that can prop up the quarterback? Makes sense. But also after observing Bill Belichick for as long as I have and covering the team since 97, it's hard for me to sometimes get into my own opinion and have it trump the logic I know that Bill will adhere to. Call it brainwashing. Call it Stockholm syndrome. Call it respect for the guy's ability to make reasonable decisions after a period of time. They spent so much dough on Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith and Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, not to mention the guys on defense, that they were about to add perhaps a $15.3 million salary in addition to $16 million this year for Stephon Gilmore, in addition to $13 million cap hit for Dante Hightower, all of those guys plus 30. Do you really want to conceivably tie up that much of your money? 15 and 16 is 31 and 13 is 44. $44 million worth of cap space in guys over 40, excuse me, <laughs> over 30. And if you say you can just redo their deals, well, then you're just kicking the can down the road. The Patriots just got out of cap jail. So what I'm saying is I understand the logic behind why Julio Jones is not a Patriot. One other interesting aspect, the learning curve. It's going to be precipitous enough. And that's something I got into with the great Dion Branch. Now, why did I have Dion on? Well, he's a great guest. But also because, keep this on the down low, I started work on the summer project. The top 50 Patriots under Bill Belichick. I did this list in 2015, kind of on a lark. Got great response. Generated a lot of conversation. Now, since the Patriots have gone to an AFC championship again in 15, 16, 17, and 18, since they appeared in the Super Bowl in 16, 17, and 18, since they won a Super Bowl in 16 and 18, some of those guys who weren't even on the list need to get on it. Some of those guys who are around number 45, i.e. Dante Hightower, need to go way up it. So we're going to get back into this list, and we've talked to a number of former players and current players about how I should attack this list. Always value the opinions, but here's Dion on Julio Jones on the learning curve. At the receiver position, I feel like we have, we've done a great job of going out, building and bringing in some guys, some additions with the, the Kendricks and Mother um, Philly. Yes. Uh, I, the tight ends, that is the key. I think that is the key. I think that's what the offense has always been about. Inside out. And that's, and they went out and I, that was such a surprise though, Tom. It was. And I want to ask you this, you know, when you have that, and I've talked to Phil Perry about this, the fact the Patriots did not get Julio Jones this week, people are, kicking, people are kicking rocks about it. And I understand that. Okay. He's the downfield threat in the same way. I think Randy Moss would have been right. Similar, not the same, but it's that factor that plays in. But if you still have an offense with two different tight ends with different skill sets, yep. two different wide receivers with different skill sets, and Aguilar and Bourne and yep. Jacoby Myers plus James White, yep. I'm not saying it's overkill to add Julio Jones, but it might be overkill. It could have been. I mean, to be honest with you, let's be all the way real. This offense really isn't built to be a down-the-field offense. That's just not what it is. I'm not going to sit and say we're going to dink and donk you all game either. 
but that's just not what it is. I'm, the great thing about it, we, it was a great experiment with Randy Moss, but that the end game is to win the Super Bowl. That's the end game. And it, mm -hmm. it, we didn't capture that, even with all of the explosive plays that was created with Randy and everything. And, and you know, we can sit there and pinpoint why we didn't win when they had Randy. That's one thing. But the offense is built to be centered around the tight ends, and they're going to play inside out. And that's just what it is. And I think we got the right piece with Kendrick. He'll be pretty much in the slot, and Nelson will be – Nelson is a downfield guy. He is. You know? I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say he's Julio, but he's an actual downfield threat. You know, you saw how the Vegas used him with the Raiders. I'm sure it can be done the same way. Josh will create a bunch of plays with both of those guys. Uh, and let's not forget what, you know, what Kobe did. Jacoby did a pretty good job. I mean, this was unexpected. I mean, this guy was a guy who I don't think they looked at him on the roster. As no. You get what I'm saying? This guy was probably a four or five. I mean, he was running, you know, late in training camp yeah. at the beginning of training camp yes. he, he was and then finally it got to the point where, all right put him back in and boom yes. he ends up with a you know 60 catch season yes. on a team that really couldn't it is amazing though yeah he did not have a receiving touchdown last i, I know that is the crazy part <laughs> that's how that's how challenged they were to put it nicely offensively My last, about, we can only go we can only get better from last year's <laughs> performance you get what i'm saying so it can only be it can only go up from here <laughs> Let me ask you this. There is a learning curve that's going to be present. Yes. You came back in in 2010 and were able to get right back on the bike with Tom because of your shared history that was built practice mm -hmm. after practice, session after session. Yep. This year, you have Cam Newton and yep. Mac Jones are going to be splitting some reps. Yep. You have Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne are new. You have Hunter Henry and John Smith are new. I'm thinking the learning curve for this offense is going to be so significant. We might not see it be what it's going to be for months and months and months. Yeah, at accurate. least a mid-season. You know, if we're looking at it, yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. Real talk. Honestly, uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff. The preseason is going to be so important for these guys. You know, this is where for these guys to kind of get out there and knock off some of the cobwebs. You know, and I understand the staff is going to be very patient with these guys. They'll really get the opportunity and understand to see how Josh does things, how he is in game situation is totally different. We can't gauge a lot of things from practice. Oh, these guys look good in this little light scrimmage that they're going to have in a couple weeks from now. Well, let's say a couple months. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they look real good. Yeah, but what happens when the game starts? TC, it's a totally different thing. You know, when they say when the bullets get to flying, man, you really get yep. to see how guys perform. You know, we know what Hunter did. We know what, uh, Kendra did over here in San Fran. We know what Nelson did in, in Philly and what he did in Vegas. Uh, so now, and John knew what he, what he did in Tennessee. What can you do with this team though? That's what it's all about. It's not about what you did in the past. We know what type of player you are, but how can we implement all your skill sets within this offense when it really matters in the game? So you hear not just what Julio Jones would have brought and won't bring now, and the concept of Julio Jones and Randy Moss and the differing ways of the defense and all the different things that Dion hit on. One of the interesting thing was too interesting things was the way in which he spoke about Cam Newton and his improvement. I think these guys will see a totally different team next season. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I feel like Cam is going to be a better quarterback this season. He has a better understanding of the offense. I think he knows exactly what's on the table and what uh, Coach Belichick and Josh in the offense is asking of him. Uh, I think the 
supporting staff around him is better. And I always said this last season, going into it before the first game, it's not about how can Cam do his part. It's all about can we have, build a supporting staff and the cast around him. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. It's not about Cam. I mean, you're taking a guy, you're plugging him into an offense who's been ran by the greatest quarterback to ever play the game for 20 years. And I think I think as all all fans, all Patriots fans are expecting somewhat a little bit off of Tom. And I, granted, you can't get that with no offseason, uh, with all these COVID protocols and barely having a training camp, whatever. You know, I commend all those guys for the hard work they put in the time with the situation situation that was thrown at him. Uh, they did the best they could. Cam did the best he could. Granted, I know Cam, uh, as a competitor, he didn't mount up to the actual, he didn't perform the way I know he expected to play last season. Mm-hmm. I guarantee with his back against the wall, they're drafting Matt Jones in the first round. All of these things are sitting in the back of his mind. And I know this guy, as a competitor, he's going to come out and do his part. Now, Honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I, Matt is gonna be a great. Uh, he's gonna be a great quarterback in this NFL within this team. But I don't. You want to say great? You didn't want to say great. You said great, and then I'm gonna give him great because I actually think he's the guy. He will be the guy um, once Bill pulled the trigger. Uh, I don't know if this will be Cam's last year or if they probably feel you know what we've seen enough, not enough good stuff. Like hey, we can let Cam go on, and after he don't gave us the Super Bowl this season. And we're going to go ahead and push it. Yeah. <laughs> Is the hope a little too much? I'm going to throw that. Out. I'm going to put it on the guy. put all back. possibilities on the table. Multiple choice. It's a yeah. Super Bowl or he gets benched. We don't it's, know, but either way. It's 2021, man. I'm going to put it on the guy's back. Look here. Cam, Cam is going to lead these guys to the Super Bowl. And this may be the last season. And, and Bill is going to hand the keys to Matt Jones. You know, let's, let's get going. So, I mean, that'll be next year. But I don't think we'll see Max. So, I think the learning curve will be the – Toughest and the hardest for him, you know, versus these other guys. Ted Johnson and I share a brain on the Cam Newton scenario to an extent. Ted Johnson joined us as well to talk about the top 50 Patriots under Bill. And he also gave us some of his input on how the Patriots will proceed a quarterback in this summer and into 2021. Ted how do you see the Cam Newton, Mac Jones competition going this summer? And how do you think it should go? Well, I, I, I anticipate if Cam's healthy, let's just put that out. If, if Cam is healthy, I think Cam's a starter week one, and I think he plays the whole year. I think the, on paper, this is a much, a much improved football team. And so to me, um, you know, Bill, Bill is going to love the one he's with. He's shown a loyalty to Cam, unlike maybe any other player in the past. And I think he really wants Cam to be the starter for this year. I think if, if, uh, if, if, if uh, you know, if Cam's healthy, that's who he wants to go with. Um, but I hope there's a quarterback competition uh, this summer. I really do. I hope Bill will consider maybe starting uh, Mac, but I don't think that's going to be the case. I think he wants to uh, sit him for a year. I do the same thing. I end up not giving my opinion of what should happen. I try and forecast what Bill will do, which is mine is similar to yours. What do you think should happen? I mean, you have all these toys around the position now. You have what we're finding out is a guy who's extremely advanced in Mac Jones in terms of understanding things. So what do, what do I know? What do I know of Mac Jones? What I've seen, what I've heard um, so far up to this point uh, since he's been drafted by the Patriots. I think if he plays to his ability, 
like he did in college and what I'm hearing so far in passing camp is that Mac Jones should be the starter. Uh, I don't think he will be, but I think he should be um, based on everything I've, I've seen and what I've heard, his knowledge, his acumen, his precision passing, um, and the way he carries himself at this point, Tom, yeah, he's a rookie. Who cares? Rookies can come in and have an impact right away. And so I think from everything I know up to this point about Mac Jones, from what I saw of Cam Newton last year, Mac Jones sh should be the starter. Will he be the starter? My guess is he won't, but I think he should be. All right, so chew on that. We're going to be chewing on the quarterback position all summer long. You know that. And into the season. And into next year. And forevermore. Uh, what do we got the rest of the week? Well, Thursday, we have another OTA access. We'll be there. We'll check out Cam and his development. Not his development. His Is he even out there? He's got the thumb. You know that. And how does Mac Jones look with a heavier workload, if indeed he gets more reps? Also, we'll have a special guest on the pod. You're going to love it. You're going to enjoy it. He's a very colorful individual. And Phil, on the next Pats, he's off, but he did some work ahead of time. He's got Jamar Kane, who will speak. He was college coach at Oklahoma for Ronnie Perkins. So you'll catch that on the next Pats. Until later in the week, this is Tom Curran, and I'm signing off. Yeah.